Hello and welcome back to Young Nostalgia, the podcast that takes a trip down memory lane from two guys that never lived it. I'm Nolan and beside me is Ben as he's uh, messing around with, um, what do you call those, food clips or like uh, paper, like uh, chip bag clips. Clothespin, what are you, <laughs> some sort of... <laughs> I don't know what you are, but I am one. I am one uncultured guy. Uncultured I don't know, man. swine. You know what? What <laughs> what happens is that even though nobody is like actually listening to us live, for some reason I lose words in the monologue. Where it's like, I I only know the words that I I know how to say because I say them all the time. Every do every time we do a recording, but then when something <laughs> comes up and derails me, it's like I don't know what to talk about. Like I don't I don't know what that's called. I I forget. <laughs> It's like, it's like uh, <laughs> even, even though you don't have it, like, not necessarily written down and reading off of it, you know what you want to say, and any time you have to deviate from that, it's like, oh, no, I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, Ben, take over. Um, <laughs> we, we thank you for joining us, as always, as we talk about our passion for the past while being young at heart. We got episode 39 here for you this month in music history for June, another month gone and another beautiful summer month coming ahead of us and we're having a blast doing young nostalgia as always so we got some uh you know uh, it turns out that june doesn't have as jam-packed of music history as some other months throughout the year but uh there's definitely some monumental stuff that have that have happened that we'll definitely touch on but uh how have you been man how has life been treating you <laughs> uh life's been good life's been good been really busy but it's been good how are you doing not too bad. Uh, I am officially a engaged man. That's yes, it is. I was wondering if you were gonna bring that up. I wasn't gonna bring it up if you weren't gonna. But <laughs> yeah, I know she said uh, she said maybe. So she just told me today that um, it's a yes. So I know for sure now. Oh well, you that, had to wait uh, on it to be Facebook Facebook official, though, right? Oh yeah, that's very true. Yeah, no, but really, um, we uh, we love everyone's and are very humbled by everyone's love and support um, over the years, and especially for all the people that you know reached out to us and told us congratulations that uh, that it all went down, um, and uh, they're super happy for us. So now it's that uh, stressful time of wedding planning and trying to figure out what we're going down from here. And uh, you know what, Michelle, like. Within the first week, like she's getting the guest list around, she's like looking at venues, and oh here I goodness. am still high on life because I was because I'm still high on life because I was like I was able to ask you actually like I didn't drop the ring in the lake I didn't I didn't like stumble on the words and not know how to ask you when it, when it happened but uh, it all it all turned out for the best so um, yeah we're getting around to it but the, the the good thing is as well is that while we are home Ben and I were able to get together and um, hang out for a few hours which was nice. Yeah, it was good. It was like good old times, relaxing with a couple beers, you know. Even <laughs> even if it only happens a couple times a year now, it's still it's uh it's always great. Yeah, I know. I I shared that photo of you and I sharing a beer, um, mm-hmm. and my friend, one of my friends here in Nebraska, was actually like, "I did not think Ben looked like that." <laughs> so you, well, what did you think so, I looked like? He so probably you can didn't take that any way you want. Oh. <laughs> Well, what I forgot to mention is that I had to replace your um, my camera lens after we took that picture. Oh, so okay, 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 okay. I know, very overused joke, but yeah. oh, it's not as bad as I got a face for radio. <laughs> Who says that? <laughs> oh, 
jeez. You know what? I think people I think people laugh because our jokes are just so bad. It doesn't even matter. Either that or they just turn it off because they're sick of it. Yeah. No, now that I think about it, that's <laughs> I hope it's the former of the two. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Either that or they or they like skip skip ahead fifteen minutes until we're done blabbing about dumb crap. <laughs> yeah, that's true. As long as they don't shut us off, that would bum me out. <laughs> I know, I know. But they but they did download the episode. At least they hit play, so that's a good thing. Oh, that's anyway, true, that's if you true. made it to us this far, we're actually gonna if you made it with us this far, we're actually gonna get into the content of the episode starting with June first. Big Ben, why don't you take her away? Okay. Uh June first, nineteen sixty seven. The Beatles released Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Bland <clears throat> Band in the United States. Bland. <laughs> Come on, man. Words are hard. <laughs> Uh, the Grateful Dead also uh, play their first ever East Coast concert in the Tompkins Square Park. And Man, big monumental moments. <laughs> it That's, is. Uh, I'm not. I mean, a, <laughs> I'm not a huge Grateful Dead fan. Um, you know, they're okay. I listened to them a little bit before, but the the Sgt. Pepper Lonely Hearts Club Band is band is uh, pretty cool. It's one of my more favorite. <laughs> albums i really i really enjoy that album <laughs> you mean you mean you wouldn't you wouldn't describe it as you wouldn't describe the album as bland no no i would not actually no it was it's not <laughs> bland in fact gosh twice they're just row. a good bland band <laughs> anyway um it's uh no it's sergeant peppers is, is a great great album i love it we always used to listen we, we had it on cd as well um and we always used to listen to it on long long road trips and, and, and it's great and actually um my record collection has grown triple fold so michelle's mom was actually really graceful um gracious enough to you know give give her vinyl collection to me and it's um she has some really good ones in there including um well, I guess this is when McCartney was up by himself, but she had Band on the Run, and that album mm. is amazing. So good. Um, I guess that's kind of a sidetrack note of Sgt. Pepper's, but... Uh, and then my mom actually gave me Let It Be, their last studio-recorded album. So I've been living on uh, the high bland band, la- ba- <laughs> bland band life um, here recently. So uh, <laughs> June... June, June <laughs> June 5th, 1971, Grand Funk Railroad sell out um, the Shea Stadium in 72 hours, which was actually less time than the Beatles sold out the stadium. And that's pretty neat. That's pretty cool. 72 hours of tickets being on sale, the Grand Funk Railroad sold out Shea Stadium. That's crazy. You know, if you look at that with, with excluding the part about less time than the Beatles... You just think Grand Funk Railroad sell out Shea Stadium in 72 hours. Be like, oh, okay, that's pretty quick, but you know, no big deal. But then when you add in, you know, less than the Beatles, then it's like, holy cow, no one outsells. Oh yeah, the Beatles. <laughs> no one, no one. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, they're just that's the bland sound just kind of generates yeah. the publicity. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, okay, I guess. Oh my God. <laughs> Not gonna live that down this whole show. <laughs> no, um, I probably, I probably overused the joke. No, it's fine. Let's just run it into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Okay, <laughs> June 9th, 1915, Les Paul is born. And the, Les Paul's a pretty interesting guy. I put together a little bit of just kind of a back backstory to who Les Paul is, if anyone in the audience is uh, unsure. Lester William Paul, uh, Paulsfus, uh born June 9th, 1915, <laughs> died August 12th, 2009, uh, was known as Les Paul. Uh, was an American jazz, country, blues guitarist, songwriter, luthier, and inventor. And that name might sound familiar to you because of the Les Paul guitar. He did a lot of work um, with, I mean, he's really kind of a pioneer in the whole solid body electric guitar market. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, the Les Paul guitar is still hugely popular. It's very, very, very common and popular uh uh, model of guitar well series there's different models series um, but he wasn't necessarily a inventor of some of the techniques he used but he is kind of n- known for uh, being the first big people to use it such as uh, uh, his early experimentation with overdubbing uh, which is pretty much playing sound on t- recording it sound on top of sound on top of sound mm-hmm. um, delay effects used a lot of tape delay back then um, phasing and multi-track recording and pretty much all of the stuff we see today back at this time he was a pioneer just you know taking this stuff to uh, mainstream musicians pretty much um, yeah and his innovative talents also extended into his playing style. He was no, really known for his particular style of licks, trills, chording sequences, uh, fretting techniques, timing. Basically, everything about he played, he had just a certain Les Paul sound. That's just, just what he was known for. As we see all the time with prominent figures, there's a reason why they're prominent, because mm-hmm. they have a specific sound. Um and a lot of these sounds is, he, he are carried into modern day with uh, more modern and current musicians. Um, and throughout the 1950s, he actually, many of his recordings were with his wife, Mary Ford, another uh, famous guitar player. Um, and they recorded and sold millions and millions of records um, together, which is pretty cool. And you can, you oh, can yeah. find some pretty good video online of them playing together both just tremendous guitar players <clears throat> that's cool i mean that's really cool you kind of almost get mem- mesmerized by watching like their hands go up and down the uh oh the yeah neck it's just and the way that they fret and it's uh it's really cool I-, I would definitely recommend checking them out um really 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 cool it's almost like like yeah the music's great but then you're like drooling over the fact of how they're playing it <laughs> Yeah, it, it's really amazing. Just to listen to it, it's really amazing. But then when you watch it, you're just mesmerized by how effortless they make it look. It's just like it, it. They just look like they were born, both born with a guitar in their hand. You know, it's. It, oh yeah. That's it, when it's just amazing to me. I own a couple guitars, and I am quite a terrible guitar player. Um. I wouldn't even call myself a guitar player. I'm just bad all around. And to watch them... He's pretty bland. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and it's just amazing <laughs> I'm just to watch. kidding. No, no, no. You... So, uh, 
among all other just things he's known for, um, Les Paul is one of the handful of artists with a permanent standalone exhibit in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which is really cool by itself, but it gets even better. Uh, Les Paul is also the only person to be included in both the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as well as the National Inventors Hall of Fame. Which is cool. I mean, you know, the, just the Les Paul name, whether it be for his music or his his uh, creation of like the 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 type of style and the way the guitar works, um, can definitely like be seen multifaceted, especially in how like his legend lives on, and like especially mm-hmm. with like his experiments with the delay and multi-tracking recording and all that. Like back then, that wasn't as common, but now it's like that is just how recording is done. Like multi-tracking and dubbing and all that other stuff is just like that's a part of the recording process now. Um, oh yeah, and I think that's so cool how he was the first like pioneer of it all. Right, and and like like you said, how it's commonplace now. I mean, now it's it seems like it's that's just the standard. Like you, it's almost oddball to not do that. You know, it's oh yeah, yeah. When yeah. when someone is doing a. Uh, not necessarily a recorded live show, but like a live recording where it's recorded all at once and then there it is. There's no producing behind it. Um, they That's advertised now. That's marketed as something different. Where back like around raw this time... raw audio. Yeah, back around this time, that's how it all was. And so they marketed these new techniques that are now is just the commonplace. It's kind of weird to think about. Uh, most of Oh, it is. It is very, very, very weird. All right, Les Paul, you're awesome. We love you. Moving on to June 10th, 1971, during a performance by Jetro Tull at Red Rocks, 1,000 people without tickets actually broke through a police line to see the show. So when the police actually were, um, they actually like released tear gas and it drifted over paying fans as well as the band, leading to a five-year ban on rock concerts at the famous venue, Red Rocks. Oh my gosh, that's insane. <laughs> I mean... 1,000 people, there's no way that, like, you know, a police line could obviously stop that. But no, it's just like, you know, kind of ruining it. Like, you know, a 1,000 people would ruin it, ruin it for everybody. Way to go. Yeah. Yeah. When it's, that's the thing is you can't necessarily stop it at the time. A 1,000 people, you'd need pretty much a 1,000 police officers. <laughs> oh yeah, I know, I know. And it's just not going to happen and and so it's you know, a ban is it's almost like a a punishment to everyone like hey, even if this wasn't you, but you know, don't do it don't let your friends do this or don't let yeah. people do this and we won't have any more problems. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure there's other factors involved like I'm sure there oh, was some course. sort of narcotics or booze or what have you. But I'm sure that after this happened, uh, the Red Rocks venue probably increased the venue size before they started having concerts again. Yeah, venue size and security. And security, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, recruiting, recruiting the Paul Blart Mall Cop. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that'll get the job done. Uh, that'll get the job. Okay, June 11th, 1969, another really cool one. Uh, David Bowie's Space Odyssey is released to coincide with the first lunar landing. Um, And before looking at this, I actually didn't realize how closely they coincided. Um, Mm. The 
if I'm not mistaken, the space, the original single, uh, the space oddity, was released five days before the launch of Apollo 11. That's cool. Yes. Um, and I, I knew it was the same year and just kind of went together, you know, just more or uh-huh. less just a space race theme. Um, but I totally did not realize that it was that that close. <clears throat> That's pretty neat. It is. Um, and so like I talked a little bit before, it was originally released as just a 7-inch single, um, later becoming the opening track on his second studio album titled David Bowie. <clears throat> Um, Space Oddity was Bowie's first single to chart in the UK, reaching top five on its initial release and receiving the 1970 Ivor Novella Special Award for Originality. That's pretty cool. I mean, the award itself is kind of a mouthful, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. uh, for it to like really kind of gain the praise of the public and especially like kind of lining up with such a monumentous event, I think David Bowie's uh, play you know, his, uh, his, 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 uh, media stint of releasing that at the same time, <laughs> yeah. or at least in the same area. I think that was well played on his part. Oh, for definitely, sure. definitely. You know, there's, you'd, you'd be an idiot to have an idea like that and not capitalize on the timing of something <laughs> yeah. as monumental as the space race. Oh yeah, most definitely. So I actually found another extremely interesting aspect to the space oddity in 2013 the the song regained uh popularity after it was recorded 44 years after bowie by canadian astronaut chris hadfield who performed the song while aboard the international space station which later became uh the first ever music video shot in space that's pretty cool i mean that's like a pretty full circle kind of thing oh yeah yeah i mean if you if you think about it i feel like that would be the perfect song to do the first music video in space. Oh, definitely. I can't think of anything better. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> it's just, and that's awesome. So, uh, just a couple more points. Um, in January 2016, the song re-entered single charts around the world following Bowie's death, which included becoming Bowie's first single to top the French singles chart. Um, and... Around this same time, the song also ranked as third on iTunes on January twelfth, two thousand sixteen. I mean, that's that's really cool. Yeah, um, that's, it really you know kind of go ahead. No, <laughs> I was just gonna say. I mean, that's it's it's cool, <laughs> but it's not unexpected. Um, there's always kind of a resurgence of popularity whenever a uh, a musician like David Bowie. Uh, passes away oh yeah 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 especially on the radio and a lot of times you know you know different tributes from other musicians and things like that um brings brings their music in their in their um you know like their legend of what they had when they're when they're really huge and really starting out kind of comes back to fruition um for the people kind of going back and recognizing who he was right back in the day seeing that relatively recently i mean with tom petty and even a little bit farther back with uh, michael jackson there's always just a a huge surge in plays on the radio and downloads or anything like that streams now i guess Mm -hmm. uh whenever someone a prominent musician uh dies 
All right, moving on to June 15th of 1956, John Lennon, who was 15 years old at the time, and Paul McCartney, who was 13 years old at the time, actually met for the very first time. Yeah. Which is insane to think about that they were just like that young. I mean, what, probably middle school and John was starting high school? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I think we've we've covered that in prior shows, um, exactly how they met. Um, but it, you know, it's, we always, whenever we see it pop up on any sort of timeline, we always got to come back to it just because I mean that those mm-hmm. two guys meeting is pretty game changing for the music industry. Yeah. I mean, those two guys are such an iconic pair of singer songwriters. I mean, I don't think there can be any like, you know, top so lists of singer songwriters that these two do not appear on. Oh, of because they're just so you know, just like their camaraderie from when they were in the Beatles and all that. And um, just the kind of the way that they influenced the music industry is beyond real and still like probably one of the most prominent, if not the most prominent musicians and bands throughout the 20th century. Oh, for of sure. course, without a doubt. All right. Going along the same lines on the same day, June 15th, but in 1937, Waylon Jennings is born. Um and of course, he was the uh, country music singer, uh, also we- very well known for the theme song to the Dukes of Hazard. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I love that! I love yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, not a whole lot else to go on. More to go on for this <laughs> show on that, but just so people know who we're talking about. Another trivia question for you: um, June sixteenth, nineteen sixty-seven, Rock's first major festival. Um, the Monterey International Pop Festival takes place with Jimi Hendrix, the Mamas and the Papas, the Who, Grateful Dead, Jefferson Airplane, Ravi Shankar, Otis Redding, Buffalo Springfield, and many, many more. So it's kind of cool. Yeah, when uh, when was Woodstock coming through? Was that 70? Um, Crap. You know, I don't know that off the top of my head. I think it was only a couple years after this, maybe 1969. I think you're right. You probably can hear both of us furiously typing on our keyboards. Yes, 1969. <laughs> um, 1969, okay, all right. Yeah, and I, I think it, it was yeah. it was one of those... The reason I say 1969, because it was kind of that summer of love kind of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, and you know, this, this, is, this is really interesting... I'm, the 1967 Monterey International Pop Festival. Um, this is kind of a beginning of a trend that goes even into modern times. I mean, uh, music festivals in general are are still really popular. Um, oh yeah, and I think there's one or two more uh, festivals on our list here to cover in in June. Um, but that's this is kind of the beginning of a uh, a tradition, more or less, of you know mm-hmm. rock just being associated with these big music festivals. Yeah, because there's like Lollapalooza. I know there's like country music festival. Mm-hmm. Um, Bonnaroo like, like is real I, big. Bonnaroo's there's a uh, the iHeart Music Festival, like the iHeart Media mm-hmm. um, sponsored event that I believe has been going on since their mid two thousands to early two thousand tens. And that kind of brings, you know, a lot of big names from the pop industry and the kind of hit music now, I guess, is what you can call it, maybe. But, I mean, it brings almost everyone. But 
um yeah and, and it's and and, and it's kind of cool to see how like those festivals always evolve with the times too mm-hmm. yeah yeah and now we've this was the first major rock festival and now basically any music genre you think of has its own set of yearly festivals yeah yeah like there's warp tour so mm-hmm. kind of you know that that teenage grungy punk goodies yeah yeah i mean basically like you said country festivals and then there's kind of like I, I i don't know anything about this really at all so it's like an electric electronic <laughs> music festivals oh like you know? oh like electronic dance music and all yeah, that. yeah 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 daft punk and, and that yeah, yeah exactly pretty, yeah. exactly the dubstep yeah. stuff and all that yeah 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 um, i if it's not painfully obvious i don't really associate at all with any of that <laughs> <laughs> but uh okay moving on a little bit we have june 18th in 1942 paul mccartney is born um, kind of going back to a did few you know minutes, did, did I know you what? know that he could he could not actually read music? But I think yes. I mean like now he obviously can, but like he couldn't when he <laughs> was like starting to get big. Yeah, yeah. Did you know Paul McCartney actually died and the Beatles replaced him? Oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> I totally forgot. Yeah, and the they car. buried him when they took the when they took the picture of Sergeant Pepper's. Yeah, and if you play the record backwards, it says Paul is dead. Paul is dead. You know what? You know what, though? Okay, so when I was little, I, I mean, this is going to really come off as dumb, but when I was little, my parents would always, like, talk about the Beatles, and then they'd talk about Paul McCartney, because, like, at the time, obviously, he was not a part of the Beatles. So, but, like, when, when we were listening to the Beatles, they would just say Paul. Like, they wouldn't say Paul McCartney, it was just Paul. And then when they were talking about, like, individual Paul McCartney, like, when he was on his own and, like, with the wings and all that stuff, they would say Paul McCartney. So I thought Paul in the Beatles was a different Paul than the Paul McCartney that was single, like by himself. So for like years when I was little, I was like, oh, well, that's a different Paul and all this other stuff. And somehow it came up in conversation. And then I connected the dots and my parents were there. And I was like, what? You guys have always talked about him as separate people, like in that kind of context. But yeah, it turns out that I was just being dumb. And then... I was able to to open my eyes and really realize what was going on here. It was it was, it was a big scandal. Oh, uh, that's really funny. <laughs> I mean, but you know, you know how we like. Uh, I know kids. Yeah, I you know, just kids I, are just dumb. <laughs> so. Oh my god. Oh my gosh! I must still be a kid then. Uh, June tenth, nineteen forty. June June 20th 1942 Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys was born and Brian Wilson was actually a co-founder of the Beach Boys giving off some good vibrations (laughs) (laughs) oh boy (laughs) okay June 21st um Talked about this just a minute ago, June twenty first, two thousand two, the very first Bonnaroo, mus- Bonnaroo Music and Arts Festival <laughs> begins in Manchester, Tennessee. Anything, anything else? Nope, I got nothing else on that. It's just the very first one. <laughs> hey, that's kind of cool. Uh, I know some people that, <laughs> June that go 25th. regularly. I, I know you do too. What that I go regularly? No, you don't they go regularly. I just know one. people we went to school with, and I know people that I, I have friends that go regularly, and it's. 
Mm. Cool story. I, cool story, I was just, bro. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to have a little bit more to go on. Like it was, it was going to be just like a, a point to make it kind of relatable, you know? And then you totally oh, just didn't think, pick up I what I was conversation putting down. Is defla- <laughs> I think uh, I think this conversation is deflating like a hot air balloon on a winter morning. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. Uh, <laughs> June 25th, 1984. Oh, my God. What is wrong with us? Prince's album Purple Rain set record... Uh, when 1.3 million copies were sold in just one day. Purple Rain, man. Purple Rain. Purple Rain! Purple Rain! <laughs> 1.3 million copies. Holy cow. Isn't that insane? I think there's I some bet... people that are fine with selling 1.3 million copies total. Well, y- you know what gets me is like, okay, in one day... Now, how many are they going to ship out? You know what I mean? It's like, how much do you expect to sell in one day? Like, that's insane. I feel like they had to be, like, pressing them and then giving to people right away. Yeah, well, I'm I'm sure that's, like, 1984, so there's—it's not just records at this point. Um, True. So—but that's still, like, basically every music store selling out everything on the first day All the, yeah like yeah <laughs> like within you know hours that's insane but <laughs> no. i mean just 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 imagine the amount of advertising and like the way that it was brought to people i mean he sold that many in one day without like facebook and oh, instagram yeah. and yeah. all that other stuff like it that's was, really cool yeah totally different advertising than what people see now for uh media and just like I said a minute ago, like if I was if I was a musician, and I sold 1.3 million copies total, you know, for maybe the year that it was out, I'd be like, sweet, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> I would be like, I am now retired. Yeah, and as Prince, ah, uh, no big deal. I sold 1.3 million copies in what a single day. Oh my gosh, that's nuts. That's that is very much nuts. It's like it's like the best kind of nuts. So like probably. What's the best kind of nuts? I really like cashews. Pistachios are all right. Almonds I like pistachios and peanuts. Mm, yeah, I like like uh, I like the honey roasted ones. Yeah, those are pretty good. Just roasted. I like roasted and salted. So so the purple <laughs> purple purple rain <laughs> making the 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 record selling albums in one day is probably pistachio nuts. Are you drunk? <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you want me to be? <laughs> okay, move on, man. You got the next one. <laughs> oh, my goodness. June 27th, 1989, uh, at New York's Radio City Music Hall, The Who performed their rock opera Tommy in its entirety for the first time in 17 years. Which I know that we've talked about, when, especially when we talked about... Uh, Elton John Elton and his John. greatness. That's how Elton John uh, became known for Pinball Wizard, and that's how it became his song is because uh, the Who asked Elton John to perform in this rock opera, and uh, that's how that's how it led up to Elton John performing the better of the two Pinball Wizards. 
if you are more interested in this conversation, you can head back to episode, uh, I'm not sure what number, but it's Sad Podcast, Say So Much, and we're going to talk about all of John Lennon's career. Oh, yes. crap. It's Elton a... John's career. What did you say? I said John Lennon's oh. career. <laughs> I like spaced out there Elton for a John's second. John's career. <laughs> you mean space oddity? Yeah. Space oddity now? This this episode has been such a train wreck. June 29th, 1967, Keith Richards is sentenced to one year in jail on drug charges. And that's a great way to end the show. Yeah. Who'd have thought? <laughs> that's such a shocker. Keith Richards got caught with drugs. Bound to happen. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. My goodness. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Oh my god, that's a wrap Thank you so much for joining Young Nostalgia this week As we continue the journey through retro pop culture Wrapping up episode 39 this month in music history For June of 2018 As always, if you enjoy the show Leave a kind review on Apple Podcasts Or wherever you listen to get your favorite podcasts um, Or wherever you find Young Nostalgia Please give us a review, give us a subscribe Give us a rate um, you know, especially reviews, because then it, it lets us see how we're doing, as well as other people as well. Um, and, you know, kind of helps us boost our name out there to to help your fellow good neighbors find young nostalgia as well. If you got a future topic or you'd like to be a guest on the show and talk to Ben and I, give us an email at youngnostalgia2017 at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. You can find our links on our webpage at podbean.com. Com, which you can find us all by following our episode links for wherever you find us at. Without further ado, I'm trying to be as like very much cliche morning show as possible with all those sound effects. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just make it completely over the top. How do you think I did? Uh, pretty good. It'd be a lot better if we had a soundboard. Boy, that'd be a lot of oh, fun. Oh no, I agree. That'd no, be a lot I of fun. agree. <laughs> I want like the weird ones that just like like the weird horns whack, whack. and stuff like that or yeah 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 <laughs> and now back to young nostalgia can you can, oh you, can you do those low like movie movie announcer ones like th- I think my dream job would be to have that voice that I like do the movie trailers for every single movie that comes through the movie theater. Like I want to be that guy. It has to be the same guy. Or oh, it has they have to. like a guy, or do they have a guy whose like voice is so high pitched, or it doesn't actually sound like that, and then they just edit it down to make it sound the same. It's still, but it, it would. It's still got to be the same guy because it still sounds like the same voice, even if you edit it and move it down, you'd be able to tell the difference. But no, that guy, it's got to be the same. You think so? Yeah. If that guy, like, like just whoever the, does that, if it, he it, listens to Young Nostalgia, please send us an email because we would like to know. Yes, I'm sure he does. Yes, listens. and then he can, he can, he can. I know, I, I know. Uh, and then he can, uh, he can voice over like a trailer for our for our show, and that yes. would be kind of funny. Yes. <laughs> for two guys that know nothing what they're talking about, and usually talk nonsense, and usually loosen, uh, lose all their listeners. Tune in to Young Nostalgia every Tuesday of every week, except for every now and then they do not release an episode 
<laughs> okay. Oh yeah. Wait. How, how about this? How about this? Okay. So when you listen to car commercials and then it's the guys at the end, like, that their voice is very at the yeah, very end. yeah. Like all, like all the terms and conditions that you can never actually understand. <laughs> do you think they say it regularly and then they speed it up? Oh, of course. Or do you There's think not can... someone re-saying it that fast? <laughs> but I really, I I really hope. Sometimes I sometimes I really hope that that's what's happening. Like I, I want somebody <laughs> to audition for that. Like how fast can you read? these five sentences (laughs) and as much as i would like it to be that way i doubt it's that way (laughs) all right you know what i've ran out of random thoughts for today do you have anything else big guy (laughs) no oh my goodness we need to end this show before we make total fools of ourselves (laughs) i think that's already happened as we always say here on young nostalgia keep the bottles empty and the ashtrays full Take care, everybody.